All right, good evening, everyone. I want to welcome us to another section, or to the third session of What Feast for the Month of May. I trust that we've been learning from this series, one thing or the other. And I pray that the Almighty God, in His infinite mercies, will cause us to experience a change, will cause us to experience a break forth, breaking forth as a result of this teaching in the name of Jesus. And for every one of us that are trusting God for revival in our spirit, for as many of us that are trusting God for the keys to maintain our, our spiritual favor, you know, to be fervent spiritually, that every one of us, God will grant us that grace, God will grant us that key to maintain that fervency in the spirit in the name of Jesus. And I pray for every one of us, for some of us who are weak in the spirit, that God will strengthen us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Okay, so uh, very quickly tonight, we will continue in our series, uh, just also like as a charge, as we did last week. But then tonight, we'll be looking at the discipline of maintaining a prayer altar. Uh, last week, we looked at the prayer altar to be specific. And uh, we said a few things. And one of the things we spoke about, or I said, was that uh, for the promises of God to be experiential or to become reality in our lives, uh, a prayer altar must be functional. Uh, because until we pray the word, we will never see the materialization of such word or such promise in our lives. Okay, so, uh, but today we're looking at the discipline uh, of maintaining a prayer altar. What does it take to maintain a prayer altar? Of course, I agree with us. If uh, that I agree with us in, uh, that uh, it takes a whole lot, okay, to maintain a prayer altar. As a matter of fact, praying in itself could be uh, an uphill task or a difficult task, uh, most especially for an individual who is just starting out, uh, because. Uh, more often than not, we have the, there's a law in our flesh that is contrary to the law of the spirit. Even though in our inner man, in our spirit man, we desire to pray, we want to pray, okay. But there's a different law in our flesh, in our body that is contrary, that is saying something different or opposite of what our spirit man is saying, okay. So we are going to be looking at uh, this evening the discipline of uh, to maintain the prayer altar because. Uh, Except discipline is involved, is engaged, okay, as an individual in your life, it will be very, very difficult to maintain the prayer altar, okay? Uh, it's not just about you desiring it in your inner man, but then we must come to the place of understanding the importance of discipline if we must ensure that our prayer altar is functional, okay? Because uh, it's not just about wishing, okay, but we must... Uh, do that which we we desire to do. Okay, it's not uh, enough to to uh, to to talk about doing the right thing. Okay, uh, but then uh, we must do the right thing. Okay, uh, we must not just allow ourselves to be given to the desires of the flesh. Okay, but we must learn to discipline. We must learn to curtail the desire of the flesh so that uh, we can we can do that which we we, we are willing to do. In our inner man. Okay, so but b b before uh, we, we go on, I would like to call our attention to one of the things that Jesus Christ made mention in the scriptures, but, uh, specifically in John chapter 4, 
verse 19 to 24 is the story of, of a woman, Samaritan woman, who asked Jesus a question at, at, at the well, uh, talking about uh, an issue of, of worship, of prayer, asking him uh, where to worship. Okay, should we worship in Jerusalem? Should we worship here in, Sam- in Samaria? And, and, and all sorts of questions he asked Jesus. And, and Jesus replied him, you know, telling him that, uh, first of all, that the hour cometh when uh, ye neither shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Now, Jesus Christ is talking about the fact that a time will come uh, in a Christian life, in a Christian journey, in Christianity, or in our pursuit of God that that is not just about uh, the location, okay? It's not just about the location because in the Old Testament, uh, before they could have contact with God, they, they must appear at the temple. They must appear at Jerusalem. They must go to a, a designated place, okay? But Jesus Christ here is saying that uh, they shall neither go to Jerusalem to worship, uh, nor worship God in that mountain where she was talking about, Okay, and he now went further and said that, but the hour comments, and now he's talking about the time uh, individual. It's not just about the location, but the individual. It's, it's about the dimension. Okay, that uh, it's not enough for you to approach a particular location, designated area. Take for instance, in a in a modern day a church to pray. Okay, but what we guarantee access, what we guarantee uh, answer from God. Okay, is the individual that is making that prayer, okay, for your for your prayers to be answered, for your prayer to be effectual, okay, for your prayer to generate results, such individual must be a spiritual man, telling us that uh, we've moved away from the era where we need to now begin to construct a physical altar, we've now moved into the era where we now become the altar, where God now comes, uh, is now particular about the individual, and that's the reason for salvation, where God re- renews this, uh, the spirit of man, where there is a rebirth of the spirit of man, so as for him to reside in us. Because it's from there that he begins to speak to us. It's from there that he begins to talk to us, he begins to guide us. And that's why the word of God says that, according to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think, according to the power that is at work in us. So uh, the answer that we get, the result that we get as an individual is a function of the reality Okay, of how much of, 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 the, of, of the reality of the Holy Ghost, of the power that is at work in us. Okay, uh, so it's not just about a location now, but it's about the individual. It's about the individual. We are, we've now become the altar where we now give ourselves, where we now sacrifice ourselves as living sacrifices, where we now yield ourselves as living sacrifices unto God. We now become that sacrifice. Okay, our body now becomes that temple. Our body now becomes that temple. Our spirit man now becomes that altar. The point of communication. If you could remember when we started this topic, we said an altar is a point of communication. It's a point of influence. It's a point where divinity meets with man. Okay, and now God has now uh, decided to make his abode in man. He has now decided to make the spirit of man his abode so as to commune, so as to communicate, so as to relate his plan and purpose, you know, to him from inside, from inside. 
And that's why he talks about that. Even the spirit bears us witness, bears witness with our spirit that we are sons of God. Okay, the witness comes from on the inside of us. Okay, so there is, we must understand that there is a change in the dimension of, 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 of our offering of prayers to God. Okay, it's not just, it's not uh, actually more of the location now, but wherever you are in your room, wherever you are, wherever you find yourself, you know, it does not matter how uncomfortable that place might be. Okay, God is saying what matters the most is the art, is the genuity of the art, is the consecration of the art. Okay, the consecration of the of the individual, the focus, how yielded the, the person is to God. Okay, because that is what that is what uh, that is what we guarantee result. The word of God said the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. Now, uh, your prayer can be effectual. Uh, 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 the, 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 your prayer can be fervent. Okay, you can be the person who goes to church every day. You, you never miss church. You are always there on ground. In fact, people know you as 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 a person who is uh, committed, who is dedicated to going to church. As a, an ardent follower, or don't let me say ardent follower, but someone who who is who who, uh, who is committed to attending church services, but yet there is a missing link between that individual and God, which is the link of righteousness. Okay, because it says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous. Okay, that means it does not matter how fervent your prayer is. Okay, it does not matter how much you you, you pray in tongues. It does not matter how much you shout. Okay. When disobedience uh, is is found in an individual, such prayers will not avail much. Okay, the only way we can uh, we, we can uh, uh, we can avenge every form of disobedience is by our being is by our own obedience, allowing our own obedience to be complete. Okay, so we must understand that there is a change in the dimension of. Of, of, of offering sacrifices, living sac- of offering sacrifices to our God. There's a change in dimension of the perspective of raising altars to God. We must understand that we now become at uh, the point of contact. We now become the point, uh, the, 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 the object of sacrifice, okay, unto our God. It's not just about the location now, but the individual. Presenting himself as a living sacrifice unto God, yielding himself on, yielding, uh, uh, yielding his members as servants of righteousness, and at that point, okay, God will be willing to come and make abode with such person, because Jesus Christ said that if you love me, whosoever love me will be love of my of me and of my Father, and will be love of my Father and myself, and Jesus talking that himself and God will come and make an abode with such person, okay. Will come and make an abode with such person when the obedience of the person is complete. Jesus Christ said in his word that if you love me, you will do my commandment. Okay, talking about obedience, obedience, righteousness. Okay, being an altar where God actually resides, where God communes with you day in, day out, where you experience an encounter with God, but that will only take, take place. When we offer ourselves as living sacrifices, when we yield our members as 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 instrument, as servant of righteousness, then will our sacrifices be be, be, be accepted by God? Then, we, then then are we going to be able to experience an encounter, a genuine encounter from God? Then are we going to be able to experience a uh, 
a, a genuine communication? Are you going to be able to hear directly from God? Okay, what his plan and purposes are, okay, for our lives. Okay, and though even uh, and then even though we, uh, uh, what God seeks as those who worship Him in spirit and in truth, even though our spirit man uh, is 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 much more engaged when it comes to contacting God who is a spirit, you must understand that uh, for us to be able to uh, experience the physical world, okay. The spirit uh, man is not just is not wasn't just given this the spiritual uh, experience or not just meant to have, have a spiritual experience, but then was given a physical experience also was put in a, in a physical body, and that's why uh, sometimes it might look as uh, uh, it might seem as a struggle, okay, to to raise up spiritual altars, most especially a prayer altar, because there is a there is a law in your body that is warring against your spirit. Because of, of, of the limitations of the of the flesh. Because of the limitations of the flesh that we carry as spiritual beings or as beings that have a spiritual uh, personality, spiritual dimension, because of the limitation of the flesh, there is all uh, uh, there is uh, a difficulty in raising the prayer altar. There is difficulty in, in assessing God, who is a spirit being, who is a spirit being. and that's why we are, we, are, we are and that alone in itself calls for discipline. Discipline, discipline, discipline talks about acting as required and not as you desire. Discipline talks about acting as commanded and not just as you wish. Discipline talks about acting according to laws, okay, and not just as you want. Discipline, anyone who uh, refuses discipline uh, will experience destruction. Discipline. Discipline is there to shape a man's life, to get the best out of your life, okay? Because more often than not, the natural man wants pleasure. The natural man wants to sleep. The natural man wants to enjoy pleasure, wants to enjoy life, wants to, wants, wants to uh, enjoy pleasure, wants pleasure. But then, uh, if whosoever is carnally minded, we experience death. But to be spiritually minded is life, okay? And peace. So, if we must enjoy that, uh, that the benefit of spirituality, we must be willing to sacrifice. We must be willing to let go the desires, okay, of the physical body, our physical body, of the flesh, so as to tap into what God has in store for us. Because God is a spirit, and they that worship Him, worship Him, must do so in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth, we must be willing to walk as spiritual men. Okay, if we must benefit, we must have a. If we must benefit from that which is in store for us in the heavenly places, there are spiritual blessings that are in store for us in heavenly places. But for them to to come to reality, we must live as spiritual beings. We must live as spiritual beings. So very quickly. Um, as I round up, because I don't want to take much of our time, what are the areas we need to be disciplined about if we must successfully raise or maintain a prayer altar? So many of us, after a day or two that we started praying, we discover that uh, the fire begins to dwindle. Okay, and that's why I think I need to say at this point that we need to be intentional about maintaining our prayer altar. Don't just pray as a matter of uh, convenience. 
but you must pray as a matter of command. Don't just pray when you feel like praying, but pray when you need to pray. Pray even when you don't feel like. Pray in season and out of season. Because the word of God says that men ought always, not uh, occasionally, but men ought always to pray and not to faint. Okay, So you don't pray as... As, 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 as you feel uh, you don't pray only when you feel like it's not prayer, it's not a matter of uh, an occasion, but it should be a lifestyle, it should be a consistent lifestyle, it should be a consistent practice, if we must get the desired result that God wants us to, to get, and for us to be consistent, okay in such spiritual practice okay, we must be disciplined okay, so what are the areas that we need to be disciplined about if we must maintain uh, a solid, uh, fervent prayer altar. Number one, we must be disciplined over our appetite. Discipline over uh, your appetite in terms of eating, okay, feeding. Uh, you can't build successfully build a prayer altar if you are the kind of person who who eats uh, five times a day. Ten times a day, anything you see, you hit. You can't successfully build a prayer altar that way. Because uh, one major source of strength to us as individuals is food. And the more you take in physical food, the more you strengthen your outward man. But when you feed yourself on spiritual means, because Jesus says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, talking about the spiritual means, when we feed upon spiritual means, okay, we build spirit, our spiritual muscles, okay, and that's why fasting is being prescribed as one of the the uh, tool to 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 kill uh, the flesh, okay. Fasting is one of the tool. Or, or, or the strategic prescribed to put our flesh under. When you fast, you deprive the flesh, your, your physical body, of its source of strength, and that way it becomes easy for it to sub, to submit to your spiritual man. So uh, we must be disciplined over our appetite, not just feeding alone, but appetite over uh, even TV. So, so many people prefer to watch football than praying. When they, when they fight, it's not debatable. When their favorite club is playing, they would rather, I mean, go to watch football than to pray, even though they know it's a time to, for them to pray. We must be disciplined as an individual. We must be disciplined. There are times that we need to lock ourselves up indoor to pray, okay, to seek the face of God. There are times that we need to lock ourselves up instead of going elter scatter. You know, just a gallivanting, partying, and the likes. You can't build spiritual capacity working on the street. You can't. We must seclude ourselves. We must set ourselves aside. We must learn the practice of consecration. If we must build spiritual capacity, if we must build spiritual capacity, when Jesus was to build into disciples' spiritual capacity, he brought them aside onto a mountain. He took them out of the multitude, out of the crowd, and taught them, and fed them spiritual values, spiritual meal. He taught them, but he took them out of the crowd. He took them out from where they could be easily distracted. So we must be disciplined over our appetite. Number two, what must we exercise discipline in? In your heart, towards your fellow human being. 
you can't successfully speak to God when you are above sin in your heart. So you must strive to maintain clean conscience before God and man, just as we saw in Acts chapter 24, verse 15 to 16. And lastly, though not the least, we must discipline ourselves over sleep. We must discipline, we must exercise discipline over our sleeping habits. If you must build spiritual capacity, if you must build a successful prayer altar, if you must maintain a successful prayer altar, we must discipline ourselves over our, we must discipline, uh, exercise discipline over our sleeping habits. You can't be the person who will sleep all night and expect to build a successful prayer altar. It doesn't work that way. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 4 to 11 talks about we going to the ants to learn. Who knows how to to uh, when to when to go out to gather, okay, to gather for summer, okay, to to gather in harvest, because there is a time when it will be difficult for them to 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 reap their harvest. It says that we should not. Verse four specifically says we should not give our eyes to 